Shalom and welcome to Parashah's Christmas, the weekly fix for spiritual lessons taken from the Parashah. Have your coffee and let's take a look at the weekly Torah reading. This week we'll be looking at Parashat Miketz, which runs from Genesis chapter 41 verse 1 to chapter 44 verse 17. Enjoy it and don't forget to give us your feedback on Facebook, Twitter or via our website. Is it a vase or two faces? Is the dress white and gold or blue and black? Do you see an old hag or a beautiful lady? I'm sure you've come across at least one of these or perhaps other examples of what are called bistable two-dimensional forms or, in simple English, pictures with two meanings. The most famous by Danish-Jewish psychologist Edgar Rubin depicts a simple vase or, from another perspective, two faces. So which is it? Is it a vase or two faces? Simply put, it's both. It depends on which part of the drawing your brain focuses on. It's not an either or question, but an and and. It's a matter of perspective. And perspective is the name of the game of this week's parasha. We find ourselves back in Egypt with Joseph in prison and from his perspective, it all looks pretty hopeless. But all is about to change. Pharaoh is troubled by some crazy dreams and none of his advisors or doctors can help him to work out what's going on. Pharaoh's butler finally manages to overcome his short-term amnesia and realizes that Joseph may be able to help. The illegal immigrant is brought from his dungeon to stand before the most powerful man in the then known world. No pressure, Joseph. Thankfully, God still hasn't abandoned Joseph and he reveals to him the meaning of Pharaoh's dreams. Joseph in turn tells Pharaoh that God is warning him about what's to come. Seven years of abundance in the land, followed by seven years of extreme famine. Joseph, unperturbed by the bizarreness of the situation, then advises Pharaoh what has to be done. Food has to be stored up during the seven years of plenty so that there'll be enough for everyone during the seven years of lack. Just when we would expect Pharaoh to say something like, Thanks for the advice, Joe, but um, I'll take it from here. The king of Egypt decides to appoint Joseph as prime minister. In what may be the first rags-to-riches story ever, Joseph the Hebrew slave becomes Joseph the leader of Egypt. Who would have thought? So God has been good to Joseph after all. Joseph becomes Egyptian and rules the country with Pharaoh. Grain is saved up and the story now fast forwards to the years of famine. The Egyptians are very happy that they have enough to eat thanks to God and Joseph and the news even reaches abroad that there's food in Egypt. The news even reaches Joseph's estranged family in the land of Canaan. This is about to get interesting. In a perhaps unexpected turn of events, Jacob sends his sons, minus Benjamin, his new favourite, to Egypt to get some food. And so Joseph is reunited with his murderous brothers after all these years. But due to Joseph's changed appearance, his brothers don't recognize him. Joseph realizes that he has a perfect chance to find out whether his brothers have changed. He accuses them of being spies, locks up his brother Simeon, and sends the rest back home to go and get Benjamin. Finally, after a long time, Jacob begrudgingly lets his sons return with Benjamin and we get ready for the final showdown. Joseph still doesn't let them in on the surprise, but instead releases Simeon and the brothers all head for home, relieved. 
relieved that is, until Joseph's servant chases after them and accuses them of stealing. As their bags are searched, a planted silver cup is found in Benjamin's sack. We end the parasha with the prospect of Benjamin spending his life as an Egyptian slave and his brothers having to go back to their father empty-handed. Quite a turnaround for our hero. And indeed, perhaps that's the whole point of the Joseph story, to show us that we, as humans, only have a limited perspective on history. We talked last week about coincidences and decisions that we make or that are made for us by others that have led us to where we are now. Sometimes it just doesn't seem fair, just like in Joseph's story. Was it fair that Joseph got thrown into a well or thrown into prison? Of course not. But if those events had never happened, he would never have wound up being the Prime Minister of Egypt. Come to think of it, was that even fair? Of course not. I'm sure there were many other gifted people in Egypt at the time who could have laid claim to the job. But ultimately, Joseph was chosen by God because that was what was best, not only for the Kingdom of Egypt, but also for the surrounding countries. The randomness of all these coincidences and decisions in life starts to make sense if we realize that there is a benevolent master of the universe who is working all things for good. If we would only listen to him and follow his plan. That's how God's omnipotence and our free will work together. It's simply a matter of perspective, like in the drawings I mentioned earlier. Our perspective also ultimately determines our relationship to Israel's Messiah. When the prophet Yeshayahu, Isaiah, describes the Messiah in chapter 53 of his book, he writes that our Messiah would first be rejected by our people, and that we even thought that he was a criminal, someone who was rejected by God. Isaiah writes that we didn't have the correct perspective because instead of being rejected by God, the Messiah was actually suffering on our behalf. We rejected him because we didn't understand God's plan, just like Joseph's brothers rejected Joseph because they too didn't understand God's plan. Our perspective was off because we didn't see the big picture. Yeshua's, Jesus' story, was a Joseph story, starting positive, going to the depths of despair, but then ultimately glorious at the end. And it's all a matter of perspective, just like it is with me and you. So how do you see your life? What vantage point do you consider yourself from? Have you got the right perspective on your life? Or do you only see the vase instead of both the faces and the vase? Because you've been seeing things wrongly this whole time. Ask yourself if you would be open-minded enough to consider the possibility that there is a God who loves you so intimately that he would come to rescue you by dying for you. Perhaps it's time for a new perspective. That's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed our Parasha Espresso. Please don't forget to subscribe to make sure you get the latest episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so please get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or via our website at youdenfearjesus.de.